I tell y'all what, melatonin is a hell of a drug, man. It's a hell of a drug. Is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it counts as a drug. But like, oh my god, I've been uh, I've been back on the melatonin gummies, and I didn't realize that like there were higher dosages. I accidentally picked up like the ones I used to get like last year. Um, those were, like one gram, and I found some that are ten grams, and I'd be eating them shits like fucking gushers. It's ridiculous. Like the Scooby Doo fruit snacks, like they're amazing. Like I I'd be forgetting that they're like drugs. And I tell you, I thought now I had a I had a bad understanding with melatonin. I thought melatonin like made you like sleepy or drowsy. And I, I don't know if that's really what it does. My understanding is melatonin just kind of enhances the sleep that you actually get. It doesn't really do anything as far as making you go to sleep. But maybe that's just how it reacts to me. But oh my god, I've been getting some amazing sleep. But anyway, that's not the point. That's not the point. Um, let's see. Oh, oh yeah. Um, my back's killing me right now. Back's fucking killing me. Um, I was at the gym trying to be Superman. This is why, honestly, I support. Um, how should we say this? Uh, I know there's a better word. I just can't think about it. But segregated gyms. I think segregated gyms are beneficial for everyone. Well, I think it'd be more beneficial for men than they would be for women because, I mean, I'm sorry, ladies. I, I, there, there's plenty of female-only gyms out there, and for whatever reason, women prefer to go to the co-ed gyms, and they're always posting all these videos online. Like, there's this new one out recently with this girl doing, I don't even know what the fucking exercise is called, but, I mean, she's pretty sexual if you ask me but just you know ladies just going to the gym recording guys watching them work out and you know i mean whatever i i, I want to see that i want to see a man do it. I, you know i might need to do that because uh, this is getting back to my story so i was in the gym the other day and um i actually wanted to do some work so i decided i was going to do my explosive day uh front squats deadlifts and cleans um, I hadn't done it for about a week or so, but I was like, fuck it, let me get back into it. Um, knocked down my front squats, knocked down my deadlifts. Um, and then I decided, well, let's go ahead and clean. And I have more on there than I've had in quite some time. And also I've literally never seen anybody in the gym doing cleans. So it's a part of me felt like, I mean, something was off. Um, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna go ahead and do these cleans. And I, I felt good. I felt good. I mean, it was a, it was a good weight, but like not like anything ridiculous. Like I've definitely done more in the past, but that was such a long time ago. Um, but I hadn't done that weight in quite some time, so I didn't. I I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I didn't think I was gonna be able to do it. Uh, I did the first set, felt pretty good. I was like, all right, cool, a bit. Then some hoes came to the rack next to me, and I'm like, fuck, because like in my head, like, hey, that felt good, but like. I was definitely about to take some weight off. You can't take the weight off next to the hose. Come on now. You can't, you can't do that. You can't take the weight off from the hose. Only thing you can do next to the hose is add weight. I knew I wasn't doing that shit. So I was like, fuck it. Let me go get some water. Stretch out and everything. Um, they're doing their little fucking squats, whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm making sure to, like, you know, be very calculated with my with my looks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, it's a hey, it's fucking war crime out here if you even accidentally glance at a woman in a gym. Um, but, I mean they were you know i was uncomfortable i felt like a piece of meat these bitches were just over here like and also i hate small talk in the gym but i mean they they was bad so you know it was cool it was cool but uh <laughs> i start my second set i'm about halfway through my second set and i felt something in my back give and i'm like holy shit any other time i would have just been like yeah no nah, fuck it we good we good cancel it out 
But, you know, the the nigga inside, the nigga inside that, you know, I've been told I've been told to kill for quite some time. You know, that pride, that ego. I was just like, man, I can't let the hoes know I'm struggling on the way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, hey, it might look like I was killing that shit. But on the inside, I was fucking dying. Fast forward, long story short, my back, I, 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 I must have did something to my back back in the day. Um, because every now and then it just periodically just like shifts or something like that. And I'm, I'm just fuck. I'm stiff as a board. I can't bend down to get anything. It's really problematic. It's, it's almost burnt down the fucking place trying to cook yesterday, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Anyways, co-ed gyms. I I support co-ed gyms. I mean, you know, I, I just think everybody's going in there with the focus, getting in, getting out, getting their work done. I'm, I'm sorry, I support segregated gyms, my fault. The co-ed gym, you know, I mean, it, it, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's dangerous for both parties because, you know, women feel that they're being objectified. Uh, men are, you know, showing out for the hoes. It's just it's just a bad combination, bad combination. Um, I mean, unless, you know, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. Uh, anyway, let's start the podcast. All right, y'all, got a lot to get into today, uh, at least I think so. We're obviously going to recap uh, this past NFL weekend and then look ahead to the conference championships. I'm going to update y'all on my idiotic uh, sports picks. And um, let's see, what else I want to talk about? Um, oh, yeah, cancellation. But first, I got to start here. This shouldn't be too long. Y'all know I'm a Scorpio. But um, I don't really give a fuck about the whole Zodiac and compatibility and horoscopes and all that shit. Like, I don't really give a fuck about all that. I just know that Scorpio is the livest one because, like, I mean, look around. Everybody that's a Scorpio is, like, lit. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I'm glad that I was born when I was born. Appreciate my parents for fucking when they did. Um, but I have noticed, I have noticed over the years a consistent trend with a certain Zodiac on. <sighs> I may be predisposed, predisposed, I'm sorry, predisposed to toxicity, um, but I have, I'm sure that, I'm sure they're out there. I just haven't seen them, haven't came across them, but Aquarius are the baddest fucking sign. I have, like, these, these bitches are, are so fucking, like, it don't make no damn sense. Like, every bad bitch is an Aquarius, I swear to God, every bad bitch is an Aquarius. It's ridiculous. Um, or maybe that's just, you know, I'm just pre, I'm just predisposed to fucking because I swear that like, you see a bitch is bad and then you find out that she's, you know, a fucking, I want to say actual sign, but you know what I mean? Uh, Aquarius are fucking bad, but I, 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 I think that I don't think anybody's compatible with Aquarius and obviously I'm talking about Aquarius women, fucking Aquarius men. Well, respectfully, I do have some Aquarius male friends, so, you know, whatever. But like I said, I don't give a fuck about that Zodiac shit. I just noticed a trend. I want to speak on this trend. Why are Aquarius so damn bad? But I think that it's just a, a toxic situation to be involved with an Aquarius woman because, like, it, it, there's so many things going on at that time of year. Like, bro, you got the NFL playoffs, and now you got to sprinkle in time for this bitch's birthday. And, you know, bitches think their birthday is like a whole fucking month and shit. And then you got the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, God forbid her birthday be on the Super Bowl. Like, uh, I'd rather die. Then you got Valentine's Day. So you already have a day dedicated to this bitch within the confines of her fucking birthday with sprinkling in there somewhere. It's fucking ridiculous. And then you got NBA All-Star Weekend. Like, that's a, that should be a fucking national holiday. That's the nigga Super Bowl. So, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't. I don't uh, any man that puts up with that, kudos to him. Kudos to him because that's just 
you you have to not give a fuck about sports to to deal with it, uh, being in a relationship with an Aquarius woman. It's just it's just not it's just not it's just not it, guys. It's just not it. Like there's too many big events going on. Like bro, like what the fuck? And then we got fucking Kobe's eighty-one point game, and then Kobe's. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, turning a negative and positive, and we'll talk about it more uh, on that day. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have an episode on what's that Thursday, because uh, that is also the two-year anniversary of this podcast. So, you know, got to figure out what we're going to do about that. Um, anyway, uh, I hate the uh, no one believed in this trope and shit that, like, guys in sports always, like, after they lose the game, like, hey, fuck it, we had a great season, nobody believed in us, yada, yada. I'm like, nigga, yeah, you're in the playoffs. You were one of the better teams throughout the year. If not proven by your record, proven by the fact that you're here still standing. I don't want to hear that shit. Oftentimes, that shit's not true. It's always, a, well, not always, but it's generally a team that a lot of people believed in. Like it's like fucking Georgia, like Kirby Smart having these niggas think like, hey, nobody believes in us. Nobody believes in us. They 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 didn't think we supposed to be here. Like nigga, you've been number one all year. You have a roster full of five star recruits. Like I just it it blows my mind how like that. That's just another reason why like at an early age I understood that football wasn't really for me because you have to be like you have to be kind of retarded. You got to be kind of retarded to play football because like that's. Like and, and you know, as the coaches get younger and get with the times, they understand that like you know this new generation thinks differently. Like back in the day, you could sell those niggas a dream. Like you had these niggas doing three a days, like in 110 degrees. Like these niggas, like, <laughs> like respectfully, hey, hey, respectfully, you know, they paved the way for us and everything like that. But like, yeah, you could you could tell those niggas anything. They're fucking retarded. But like, I'm not. You're not going. That shit don't work on me. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do it. That's like said. This, I spoke on this plenty of times before, but like. I remember one time, I think it was my sophomore year, uh, we're playing against Oklahoma State, our first nationally televised game, and we're down 35-7 at halftime, and our OC walks in talking about we got him right where we want him. I'm just like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm checked out. <laughs> I'm checked out. Meanwhile, I'm looking to my left and my right, my teammates are like, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, no, nah, you right, you right, coach, yeah, fuck them, fuck them. I'm just over here just like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this, this is the short bus. That's what this is. This is the short. This is what. Oh shit. Oh damn. Okay. I'm. 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 I'm with. I'm with idiots. Okay. Well, it is what it is. But I, I, that's that's just something that really blows my mind, and I really hate the whole fuck. Nobody believed in us. We ain't even supposed to be here. I mean, you've proven that you belong here. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, before we get into uh, recapping and previewing uh, some NFL action, uh, I want to discuss, because I haven't updated you in a while, you know, I did update my uh, system of uh, sports picks this year. Uh, updated to January 2nd, you know, I remember I used to tell y'all, you know, how the system was going and everything. Uh, so, uh, I went back and tracked it, took some time, um, but, you know, and, and at first I was going to, I was concerned with the result, what the result was going to be, because I'm like, hey, this is taking a little bit of time for me to find out like, hey, yo dog, this ain't it. Thankfully that wasn't the case. Uh, so I have, uh, made 147 picks since January 2nd to today. Uh, obviously haven't, you know, filled in my ones for today. I had some bad breaks, obviously, you know, like last night, for example, I had the Nuggets and fucking Jokic didn't play. Uh, I had the Cougar, uh, Houston Cougars, number one team in the nation. They were minus 3,500 at home against Temple. They lost by one. Uh, so obviously there's going to be some bad breaks, but I have placed 147 uh, picks thus far this year, and I have hit on 118. Uh, that would be good for 80%. So, um, 
once I saw that, I was just like, my uh, this 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 number in this account does not match this eighty percent win percentage that I have. But then I went back into the weeds, and uh, I didn't count these for the picks for the hundred forty-seven. Um, but earlier on, I, I was um, I was going crazy with the parlays. Um, and I, I've told myself not to, not to go OD with the parlays and the round robins. Um, but you know, I just, I was just like, well, bro, like if you think that these people are going to win already, you might as well parlay that shit. And it's so hard. It's so fucking hard for me to not just stick with that. But, uh, about a week or two ago, I, uh, decided to be like, Hey, you know what? We're going to chill. Let's stop with the round robins and the parlays. We won't, we don't have to parlay every night. We'll parlay every other night or every couple of nights. You know, you we don't need to always we don't, we don't need to always do the parlay, all right? We need to always do the parlay. But the individual, the singles, the ones that make up the ticket for the parlay and the round robins, 147 or 118 out of 147. So, you know, math, whatever. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into this uh divisional round of the playoffs. All right, we're going to go in order of the games that were played. So uh, first off, we got the Jags and the Chiefs. My stomach dropped to my ass and then to the floor when Patrick Mahomes got injured very early in the game. Uh, I mean, I like I said, I didn't think that they were going to make the Super Bowl, but I mean, I, I didn't think it would look like this. I'm I'm very, very much concerned. Uh, I'm glad they were able to pull that one out. And that injury looks so much worse than it actually ended up being. So, 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 so much worse. Um, like, I ha- I couldn't even look at the replay. And that's been happening a lot this year. Like, I will see a play and see a guy get hurt, and it looks like he's just fucking done. It's a wrap. Like, career ender. And it's like, oh, no, it's just a sprained ankle. Really? Really? I would have died if that was me, and that was a sprained ankle. All right, cool. More power to you guys. Um, the Jags definitely did scare the fuck out of me, um, but they weren't really playing to win. Uh, they didn't maximize their weapons. I think that they could have exposed the Chiefs secondary. Um, and I mean, they're not superstar receivers, but I like the receivers that they have. And the Jags can be a problem next year when Calvin Ridley comes back. But they really just funneled everything to Christian Kirk. I think they had a good advantage with Zay Jones, Marvin Jones Jr. And they definitely didn't use Evan Ingram the way that they sh- he should have been deployed. They should have been using him the same way that the Chiefs were using Chavis Kelsey. But, you know. I mean, that's why they lost. They didn't deploy their weapons. They locked in on Christian Kirk, and once Christian Kirk got hurt, they started doing a little bit to Zay Jones, but at the end of the day, it wasn't enough. And uh, I, need, I need to, uh, you know, Chad Henney. I forgot Chad Henney was, um, he, he wasn't really on my hate list because he, he didn't do enough for me to hate him, but I've just never really liked Chad Henney, and that's stemming from the 2005 Rose Bowl against the University of Texas. I was very, very upset and hurt that day. Obviously, the following year, that Rose Bowl was ended up being even worse. Um, but damn, Chad Henney, I've always held that against you. I've always held that against him that he was not able to get the job done against UT. I was very upset. UT was back, and you could already make the case that that propelled them to the season that they had the following year, which really, really hurts me to this day. But Chad Henney came in poised, confident, not phased, wasn't worried about the moment. Drove down the field 98 yards, put points on the board. Um, now, you could say that that just speaks to the Jags' defense, but we'll, we'll let it be. We'll let it be. Whatever. Um, Eagles and Giants, that game went exactly how I thought it would happen. Or, like, people people were really fooled um, by what the Giants did last week against the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings were in god-awful defense. Like, it just, the numbers say it, but also your eyes should have saw it as well. 
like they were down 33 to 0 to the Indianapolis Colts. I think at home. I think at home too. Like not too long ago. But like even like you could just remove that from your memory. This was just not a good defensive team all year. All year. And most of the game like they ended up I think they were 12 and 4, but like 10 of those wins were by like less than three points or something like that, like a single digit or something like that. So like they're literally 10 plays, one play in each game difference from being four and 12. Like, you know, or no. And you know what the fuck I'm saying. I don't know. Fuck the math. But I knew the Giants weren't it. Um, they had a good matchup the last week uh, and everything that the Giants were good at, the Eagles were good at stopping. And that proved to be the case. Uh, Bills and Bengals. Uh, the Bengals have definitely solidified themselves as the class of the AFC, um, right up there with the uh, Chiefs. Uh, but I mean, arguably, they've surpassed the Chiefs, but we'll get to that. Um, last year, everybody was talking about, oh, it's Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. It's the Bills and the Chiefs and Joe Burrow and the Billion Bengals just calmly went to Arrowhead, won that game, went to the Super Bowl, and were right there from winning the Super Bowl. And all they did this year was prove that, you know, they are one of the best teams in the AFC. Uh, and the problem, the thing, the scary thing about this team is they still have a lot of room to grow. That offensive line is, uh, they still got to work on that. And even, they did some work on it, but now they got three guys out. So we'll see how they deal with it again. But luckily for the Bengals and Joe Burrow, this is a situation that they've been in before. Um, and that uh, uh Eli Apple if Eli Apple's starting for your team like you can uh, you can upgrade at the corner position so uh, there, there's still a lot of room for growth in Patrick and Patrick Mull. Joe Burrow still what he's in this is year three I believe technically year two because he got hurt year one but like you know he's still extremely young so he can still do a lot of growing um and I think it's clear I think I think I think people should start waking up to the reality that um, the recipe has changed. The recipe for team construction, better yet, has changed. Um, this is an offensive league. This is a passing league. And to pass, you need great quarterback and great receivers. I like Joe Burrow. And I think the Bengals have the best receiving core in the NFL. And I think it's not even close. I think it's not. A, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Water, yeah, they're cool. They're cool. I'll take T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd every day of the week. Every day of the week. I'll take Jamar Chase over Tyreek. I love Tyreek. I love Tyreek. He's fast as fuck. I'll take Jamar Chase. Personally, I'll take Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's fast, but T. Higgins is like, he's 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 bigger. And it's not like he's that much slower. Like, you know, it, I mean, different schemes mean different things. But Tyler Boyd and fucking what? River Craycalf or fucking Trent Sherfield or whoever the fuck they got. Like Tyler Boyd could be a number one receiver on a couple of teams. The Bears, the Giants, the fucking Ravens. Like he could be a number one receiver on a couple of teams. So you know. Just just saying. I, I I like I like that. I like that. Uh quarterbacks and wide receivers. And I think that is even further proof that offense wins games and championships. But whatever, I digress. Let's go ahead and get into Josh Allen a little bit. Um, can we, can we start to say it now? Can we, can we admit that he's overrated? Can we admit that the only difference between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson is Stephon Diggs? Can we, can we finally, uh, is this conversation starting to be had? Like get, give Lamar Jackson a fucking all pro receiver and <laughs> you can be like, oh my God, this is the greatest quarterback in the NFL. Look at what he's able to do. Josh Allen, look, man, he, he's not, he's nowhere close to the athlete as Lamar. Uh, he turns the ball over. 
um for whatever reason he does get killed for it um it's so it, it's cool when he does it he's not called a running back just like daniel jones but justin fields and lamar jackson they're running backs i wonder if bryce young or cj Stroud is going to get that moniker once they have to start taking off a little bit because they're going to be on a part of a bad team that probably doesn't have good receivers and they're going to be their only option but the problem is they're not as athletic as the other two guys <sighs> yeah i'm not sold on this quarterback uh draft class not even a little bit not even a little bit um Anyway, uh, I did say the winner of that game was going to the Super Bowl, so, you know, I'm foreshadowing. Uh, I think the Bengals are going to win next week. Uh, let's see. Cowboys and Niners, deck decked. Uh, and I knew early on that this was not going to be the game. I thought the only way that the Cowboys would be able to win if the game goes over, I believe the point total was like 48 and a half, and I believe the Cowboys were more suited to win that type of game. Uh, if the game was going to be under, they were not going to win it. And the, once the Cowboys tried to establish the run on the 49ers um, for a majority of the first half, I was like, yeah, they're not playing to win. Uh, the only somewhat weakness of that 49ers defense is their secondary. And like, it's not really a weakness, but like that's it's weaker than the run game. It's weaker than the, than the front seven. So that's what they should have been trying to attack. CD still had a great game. They should have been going to him more. Uh, I don't think Gallup had a single catch should have been going to him more. Uh, Dalton Schultz. I don't think he did much. Granted, he did have Fred Warner on him, but I mean, you, you gotta, you have to do, you have to exploit the other team's weakness. And the Cowboys decided that they were going to dictate pace and tempo and they were going to run the ball. And I don't, they, they weren't successful running the ball against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who had like the 14th or 15th rush, uh, rush defense, and then decided that they were going to run the ball with ease against the number two rush defense in the NFL. Well, that's another reason, along with Dak's turnovers, that they were sent home. And even with all that being said, this was still a very, very, very winnable game. Very winnable game for them. Uh, that's unfortunate. I do want to talk about this last play for a second. Um, I'm glad that we've somewhat have made it out of the, um, hook and ladder era era. Um, I, it, it worked one time and everybody just decided, all right, well, that's what we do in this situation. And like, you know, defenses watch film too. Like it's, it's pretty obvious at this point what it is. Like, it's like everybody runs the same shit. It makes no sense. It worked one time, and now everybody tries to replicate it. I'm sure every defense is prepared for it. And then the Cowboys, they came out in a weird-ass formation. Not really sure what it was. Well, I think I had an idea what they were thinking. I actually liked I actually liked what they were thinking. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see how it played out um, because it looks like chaos, and eventually it does turn into chaos. But that play, I'm assuming, because in college we actually had a play that it's there's a certain uh, level of execution to it. There's like everybody has still has a job to do. It's not just complete one pass and then recess as even though that's what it looks like a lot of times. Um, so I wanted to see what that play would have developed into, but they weren't able to do it. But I want to say this. If this is if this is the situation, you need a touchdown. You got to do the whole lateral shit. Why are we having offensive linemen on the field? I don't understand it. I don't, I do not understand it. Like, I like that they had Zeke at center. He did get fucking <laughs> pancaked. Um, but, like, but they had, like, two offensive linemen on one side and, like, the old swinging gate shit. I, I don't, why, if you have to ladder it around by having five guys on the field that you do not want to have the ball in their hands, you are taking yourself at a disadvantage. It's a numbers game, guys. Everybody should be a threat. 
I want all five, six, seven receivers out there, all three, four running backs out there, obviously your quarterbacks out there. Like everybody should be somewhat of a threat with the ball in their hands. These lateral plays always, always, always get shut down when inevitably it ends up in an offensive lineman's hand. It has never turned out good after the ball has touched an offensive lineman's hands. So maximize your chances of getting something good out of that play by taking these fat ass niggas off the field. I understand it. And if we saw Zeke was able to, to do a snap, Zeke is able to complete a snap. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just I just don't understand. I do not understand. If you know that it's going to be a 90 yard miracle lateral situation, why do you have 320 pound niggas on the field? Against defense, against defense, like the defense is being smart. The defense is putting six, seven uh, DBs back there, a couple of linebackers and like one or two D linemen. Like the defense knows what to do, but offenses have still not figured out to get these niggas off the field. Blows my mind. <clears throat> anyway, let's go ahead and get into the uh, preview of the conference championship game. Now, if you remember and have been listening along this past month, uh, you know that I've called 49ers and Bengals in the Super Bowl, and I'm still going to rock with that. Um, they're both still here, so, you know, not going to change up now. Uh, Eagles and Chiefs will be a fun matchup. I'm not going to lie. It would be a fun matchup. Then, you know, you get the Kelsey brothers going up against each other. You get Andy Reid's two teams. I think it would be good stories, uh, to be had there. Uh, that actually might be the best storyline, uh, left for potential matchups. Um, but looking at the numbers and then also using the eyes from what we've seen from these teams thus far in the playoffs, it's not looking good for my 49ers, guys. It's not looking good. Uh, this is definitely going to be Brock Purdy's biggest test going against the number one pass defense in the NFL. Uh, Daniel Jones didn't look too good. Now, I like to think that Brock Purdy's a little better than Daniel Jones. Uh, at least he's performed better. Or maybe he's just in a better situation. I'll give you that. Maybe just because actually I think Daniel Jones would be. I think Daniel Jones could be all right if he had the weapons that Brock Purdy did. So this is going to be a big chat, big test, big challenge for him. Um Jalen Hurts also, I mean, we know that the Eagles want to run the ball, but uh, Jalen's, the the <laughs> the 49ers, like we just mentioned, have the number two rush defense. Now, obviously, something's got to give, um, but uh, that that's their strength is stopping what the Eagles want to do. Now, how effective will they be in doing it remains to be seen, but that is the strength of the 49ers defense. Uh, so I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to, you know, try to beat them with his arm. Not that he's not capable of doing that, especially because he has weapons to do it. Uh, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, like they got plenty of weapons. Uh, last week, they used up all three running backs. This week, I think they're going to be using all their receivers. So uh, that's gonna, that should be the recipe and what needs to be done for them to win. Um, but maybe Nick's here Ariani's just going to be stubborn and be like, nah, fuck it. We're going to run the ball. This is what we do. Well, that could play into the hand of the 49ers. So remains to be seen. Uh, I do think that the 49ers offense should have the edge on the ground. Uh, the Eagles have a solid rush defense. Not as good as it was in the past. Um, they do have a solid. And again, this is just based off of the numbers. Just based off of the numbers. Saquon looked eh, all right. All right. He had a couple. He had a couple. Or I think he had like one or two big runs. He ended up with decent numbers. And obviously they're not. Well, my fault. Actually, I was going to say they're not going to get somebody with Saquon's uh, skill level. But I forgot Christian McCaffrey's back there. Uh, so, yeah. 
that that's it's gonna be a i think this is i think this game has underwritten all over it i don't know what the under is just yet uh we know the 49ers wouldn't run the ball uh kyle shanahan has no problem handing the ball off 50 to 60 times in a game um and if that keeps the eagles offense off the field you know that just goes into the you know the recipe like i've said before offense is the best defense like offense wins games their offense wins game on so many either by putting points on the field or keeping other teams offense on the field like fuck defense respectfully but um the 49ers should have that edge uh the eagles have the 16th rush defense and the 49ers have the seventh rush offense uh so you know that is somewhat of an advantage that they have these teams match up well these teams match up well I'm rocking with the 49ers, not only because I picked them before the playoffs started, but I will be damned if Wesley gets to watch the Eagles in the Super Bowl again. Anywho, uh, next up in the AFC, the game that, you know, features two of my favorite teams. You know what I'm saying? We got my Chiefs. We got my Bengals. Um, unfortunately, my Chargers didn't make it too far. So, you know, it is what it is. My Jets didn't make the playoffs this year. The Falcons need to get a quarterback. But, you know, whatever. Odell didn't play this year. Uh, oh, I forgot I was a Cowboys fan this week, and well, that didn't end well for me. But I'm guaranteed one of my teams is going to be in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and Bengals meeting up yet again in the AFC Championship game. Uh, now, obviously, the question is going to be how hobbled is Patrick Mahomes going to be? Um, he was able to stick it out against the uh, Jags, but is he going to be able to have that same success against the Bengals? Uh, the Bengals have a solid D-line. They're good against the run. Um, but again, if Eli Apple's on the field, we, we know where our mismatch is in the Awuzie, uh, we know where our mismatches are. So I uh, just, how hobbled is Patrick Mahomes going to be? Cause Patrick Mahomes doesn't really move around too much in the regular season in the playoffs. He likes to actually use his legs and like, he likes to remind y'all like, you know, I, I am, I am half black. Like, you know, I, I do do this too. I don't do it like, like Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton and guys like that, but I, I can, I can do enough. Um, <clears throat> I think this is going to be a, because of the Bengals having the rush defense that they have, I mean, they <laughs> phenomenal against the Bills the other day. Um, they did enough against the Ravens and they, throughout the year, they were a good rush defense, a top five rush defense. Um, so I think that Isaiah Pacheco, uh, if Patrick Mahomes is pretty hobbled, then they're going to want to hand the ball off a lot to Pacheco. Uh, but that's not going to bode well because the Bengals have a solid rush defense. I think this is going to be a Jared McKinnon game. Uh, I think they're going to be, you know, trying to get him in space on little short passes, which, you know, would definitely help Pat if he's, you know, hobbled at all with this uh, ankle injury. Uh, and I do think that the Bengals, on the other hand, um, they're not going to have any issues moving the ball. If I remember correctly, last year, I think that was the game that Joe Burrow threw for like 400 or 500 yards and Jamar Chase had like 250 yards and like two, three touchdowns. I believe that was against the Chiefs, not in the playoffs. I think that was a regular season game. Um, and then obviously they met each other in the regular season uh, in the AFC championship last year. The Chiefs didn't take them seriously. Um, they just assumed that they would find a way to win. I remember that last play of the first half uh, when Tyreek Hill uh, didn't get in and they just kind of took it for granted. They didn't take the points and uh, ended up ended up biting them in the ass. Uh, I think this year they're going to be more focused, more prepared. But now they have to deal with injury, which really scares me. Um, again, Joe Mixon um, on the ground uh, last week. I thought that it would be rough going against the Bills. The Bills had uh, let me see. Uh, the Bills had a top five rush defense as well, and Joe Mixon uh, looks like it didn't matter. Uh, so now he's going against the Chiefs, whose defense is it's top ten, but not as good as the uh, Bills, uh, at least against the run. Uh, so Joe Mixon is definitely going to be a factor in trying to keep the uh, Chiefs off the field. So <sighs> look, man. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. Like I said before, 
rocking 49ers and Bengals. This is before I knew what the matchups would be. Well, I guess I had an idea what the matchups would be because I did work it out to be 49ers Bengals, but whatever. Um, yeah, 49ers Bengals, what I got next week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and lock in those picks right now because I'm not going to change my mind. So we'll see what I am. And uh, I think that I'm going to track by month. Um, so obviously I'm 118 under 147 as of today, as of recording. Um, I'll update y'all again next week about what it is. And that's basically the end of the month. So yeah. And then I'm just going to refresh it at the end of the month. That's what I'm going to do. Um, so, you know, um, if you think my, my system, you know, sucks or, you know, isn't smart or whatever, then I mean, obviously fade it, fade it. You have my picks. You know what they are. Fade my picks. Take your chances. Right now, you'd be at a 20% rate, but hey, I'm sure there's a lot of year left. I'm sure it'll flip. I'm sure you'll get yours. So, you know, go ahead and do do what you want to do. Um, obviously, you know, use some logic, which we added to the equation, but yeah, eh, eh. we don't talk to stupid people. Um, I do want to go ahead and end with this, though. <laughs> it's actually, actually somewhat, uh, somewhat goes together. So this past week, Stephen A. said something about Rihanna, and apparently people were mad, and he had to like apologize and all this bullshit, yada yada yada. And that that really, I don't I don't fuck with Stephen A. no more, like not like that. But I just, I fucking hate the can the woke mob and the cancellations and all this bullshit because nobody that cancels you ever supported you. So why do we care what you think or how you feel about anything? You found out or heard about something in passing. It's not like you're like a consistent consumer of whatever the content is and then all of a sudden they do or say something you're like oh whoa that turned me off whoa i can't believe that it's always somebody it's always a group of people that never gave a fuck about what you were doing anyway so fuck apologizing to them i it blows me and i don't understand how people are getting canceled just because people who already don't support you start a fuss about some bullshit like fuck that your people are your people your people are your people never can never bow down to the mob it's never going to be a, be enough they're always going to want more from you uh you're you're once you apologize you are beholden you are theirs you have lost all say so in anything you are controlled it don't don't fuck that you made it to where you are you are who you are people fuck with you because of that don't fucking don't don't i hate that shit it would be it would be different. It would be different if it was people that actually consumed your content, cared about you or something like that. But if you if you don't fucking listen or not, like I just I don't understand it. I don't understand how like smart people and like smart people get caught up in the woke mob. Or people that, you know, I would consider smart. Smart people get caught up in the cancellation shit. I can understand dummies. I can understand idiots. Like they think whatever you're told to be th- think. You know what I'm saying? But thought go off. But uh, I just uh, that really it really grinds my gears, really grinds my fucking gears. y'all. anyway, that's all I got for y'all this week. Um, I will be back on uh, Thursday. I believe it's Thursday. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I will be back on Thursday for our two year anniversary episode. I'm sure there's going to be something Kobe related. Just haven't figured it out yet. I mean, I think I've literally said any and everything that can be said about Kobe Bryant, at least from my end. So, uh. We'll see. We'll be brainstorming. But uh, there will be two episodes this week. And uh, yeah, I know I've been talking about the hate list episode. Uh, fourth wall. Fourth wall. I guess fifth wall if you want to be a smart ass. Um, I was going to just add the hate list episode to the end of one of these episodes because I didn't expect for it to be as long. 
but I actually like looked at some other things and had some other shit that I wanted to get off. Uh, so this episode became what about 35, 36 minutes. Um, and the hateless episode is like an hour and a half. So I don't feel like giving y'all a two hour episode. Um, I don't think that y'all want that anyway. Uh, so at least not a solo two hour episode. So, um, yeah. I ain't forget. I got. I'm gonna get it out. I also gotta. I gotta add a couple of bleeps. But um, yeah. That's it. Closing that fifth wall. Back in. Appreciate y'all for listening. See y'all on Thursday.